Welcome to another episode of the SNC Podcast. I am your host, Falasha De Anozier. Before I get into the meat of the show, a quick reminder to those who are yet to subscribe. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, or Mixcloud at the name The SNC Podcast. So that's T-H-E-S-N-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. If you enjoy the show, please leave me a comment or review. It will really help me to know what you want to hear more of and what I can do better. Now, on to the main reason that you are here. Earlier in the year, I had the opportunity to chat with DJ Kublon, a respected music producer and audio engineer. He is also a graduate of physics with electronics from Veritas University in Abuja. Talk about a triple threat. His foray into music production started with him cutting his teeth in Onitsha, Anambra State. Eventually, he moved to Lagos State, seeking better opportunities in the music industry. After earning his stripes, he gained major acclaim for his work on Inyanya's Aplodis and Techno's Duro. His production on Kiss Daniel's singles, Woju and Laie, and subsequent album New Era made him into a household name. DJ Kublon has also worked with Sheishe, Yemi Alade, Pato Rankin, DJ Shabzi, and more. Welcome to the show, DJ Kublon. Yeah, thank you very much. I want to just say thank you for making this happen. Thank it was a long time coming, yeah. and I know that you know, you're know you super busy, so I really, really appreciate you for being so flexible. You're Sorry. welcome. Sorry. <laughs> you're welcome. So you're the first of six kids. Yes. How easy was it for your parents to accept that you were going to be doing music professionally? Well, they needed me to complete school first. So I had to prove to them that I can do music and I can still go to school. So um, after school, that's the university. I had Mm -hmm. to let them know, okay, this is what I really want to do. And they said, oh, fine, take our blessings, you know. That's good, because you have a degree in physics electronics from the Veritas University in Abuja. Yes. Okay, and why physics electronics? Well, I grew up solving a lot of math, and that's because of my dad, you uh, know. Um, he makes sure that everyone from myself to my younger ones yeah. all do math. So I found passion in physics because I like electronics, gadgets, and stuff like that, so... I realized that knowing how these things work is going to be fun. So, <laughs> but it I'm wasn't so fun. Jealous. I started studying it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So you took obviously you took the physics, you took chemistry. Into yeah, physics, chemistry, maths, biology. That's yeah. you know in the first year. Yeah. But as we grew through the years, we had to drop it. Yeah. Did mm. you father math, obviously. Father of course. Math. Yeah. Between yeah. physics and chemistry, which one was your, which one do you like the most? Uh, physics. Physics. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. So you started producing professionally in 2012? Very correct. But you came to Lagos in 2013 from Onitsha? Yes. So can you talk us through what that was like and finding the right people to produce for, especially just coming to, you know, a different city? Well, I said 2009, 2010. Then I was in my third year and we had this uh, IT program. So I was posted to the Nigerian Television Authority Mm -hmm. to do my program and then I realized that oh it's almost the same thing and sometimes I have to go to the station studio and sometimes when I'm done from work I'll go to the audio studio the production studio Mm -hmm. to just learn stuff because when I could make music I realized that 
it's going to be a good thing to produce people and have them sing into my beats. So that was a period I used to develop my craft and take it professional. So after then, every every other thing became easy till I came to Lagos. And um, a friend of mine CC'd me to a tweet from a top artist. I think that's two shots. That's how everything started. So, (laughs) So from there, everything just... Now, I also read that it was challenging for you as a music producer in your early days. Of course. Because you had your work discredited. Yes. Now that you are, quote unquote, as they say, now don't blow, <laughs> but you are gaining momentum. Yeah. How are you ensuring that you protect yourself both from a legal and a business perspective? Well, I recently signed up for my publishing. and That's um, awesome. Ever since I got that started, it's been easy, you know, because um, I realized that if producers are making beats for artists and don't make royalties off their works, then it doesn't make any sense because that's your intellectual property. So you're supposed to have that, you know, secured in a way that you are always motivated to keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, and these works that I had discredited, maybe because they were feeling like they're not working with the popular producer and it's not going to assist their boss it's not going to assist their promotion so why they do that i don't know but i'm just happy that this is what is happening so have you had those same artists now say oh yeah Uh, well uh some of them that can pay for the production yeah yeah, do come back but not uh, not all of them okay Hmm. i I keep on saying like that's been the consistent thing that you talk to different producers and even just like songwriters or whoever maybe like a session musician Mm -hmm. i've always said that i don't really understand the aspect of giving credit to where credit is due yes it doesn't take anything away from you as an individual yeah it's just very and then when you now want to do revenge don't be saying god is god yeah god yeah (laughs) well i'm really yeah go ahead that's very correct yeah we're bringing God into the matter. I'm like, leave God alone. Like, you were doing your own. Did you remember? So, you talked about publishing. Yes. Now, do you work with artists? I mean, I guess when you work with artists, sometimes that may say, uh, like I've heard some producers say, when you talk about contracts, mm-hmm. the average Nigerian just lock up and yeah. say that, well, this one is performing overseas. <laughs> so, how do you manage those situations? Well, I choose my clients because I don't, I don't work with people with a one-off thing like, okay, come today and that's it. No. I look out for longevity. I look out for how do we keep doing this, you know? And anyone who doesn't understand that condition, I'm sorry. I can't do business with them because I want to be consistent with that person's or that artist's output. I want to make sure that when they make their first hit, they should make the second hit. They should make the third and like that. So mm-hmm. it kind of keeps me in that um, secure position mm-hmm. to keep their brands alive yeah so this is what i want to do with every artist i work with and if anyone doesn't understand the condition of having them receive a contract then we can't do business okay and yeah. do you have a lawyer yeah i do have okay. a lawyer that's great because i feel like that'll just help you know exactly. we always tell people like if you don't want to be the mean person just mm-hmm. direct your lawyer yes. <laughs> you know business oh, manager no it's too much as yeah. you know too much talk just be like <laughs> see my money <laughs> that's real, cool man. i'm really glad i'm really glad to hear You're that welcome. Now, the NTA, was that in Lagos no, or Abuja? NTA, Onicha. Onicha, oh, yes. wow. Yeah, okay. so that was where I did my IT and, you know, I would always, from there, go to the studio mm. to work on my craft, mm-hmm. per se, yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you feel like, because, I mean, this may be like a very obvious question, but did you feel like you had to move to Lagos to make it as a music producer? Because, you know, the average story is that to blow, mm. you have to be in Lagos. Yes. 
So was that the same thing that you felt? Mm, well, what I felt was most of the producers that I looked up to said then were in Lagos. So I realized that I have to get close to these people if I know that I really want to be serious with this business. So that was when um, I got in touch with Sam Clef. Mm. So Sam Clef just gave that open arm. Like, okay, let's see what you've got. You yeah. know, I tried the first time, it didn't work. So I had <laughs> to just Clef. try again. Okay. And the fact that I tried again yeah. gave him that insight to say, let me give this guy for trying again yeah. at least, you know. Yeah. And that was how everything started for me. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like it's that whole producer thing. What about you, producers? You want someone to prove Gosh. that they really want to, <laughs> they really want to work, you know? Because yeah. I feel like, like you always hear people say that they're investing their time and energy, mm-hmm. and you just don't want anybody who's just going to waste your time, maybe. Okay. Now that's cool. Now in 2015, your name became super major yeah. as a result of your work on Kiss Daniels, Woju, and Laie. Yeah. Yeah. You also have Technos, Duro, and Wash. Yes. Now, let's start off with Kiss. How did you meet Kiss? I met Kiss from Emperor Jeezy. You know, Emperor Jeezy was the first person that hit me up on Kiss Daniel's behalf because he is the worldwide entertainment boss. Mm. So he wanted me to work with Kiss Daniel because he heard the song I did with Inyaya. That's Likwapu. That made him, you know trick to work and i was like okay no problem let's let's do this and that's how everything started with me and kiss and speaking of yeah you were signed to made men music group between 2014 and 2016 exactly what was that experience like what um i guess being on that it was team? great because um it was just full of lessons you know because um no one knows it all so and so then it just kind of gave us that orientation and that understanding of what the music business is so when I signed a two-year contract with them, it was because of Inyaya. We had a lot of work together. so mm-hmm. And um, we realized that these materials really are great. And I just needed a platform to keep doing this with him. And yeah. Okay. Now, can you walk us through the creative process behind your work on New Era album? Because for me, I wanted to, just I guess as I was preparing to interview you, like you said, you're trying to make a name for yourself. Yeah. So I wanted to know, what were you trying to achieve sonically with his album, especially because he's also a new artist at the time? Yeah. Well, seven tracks produced by myself was mm-hmm. on that album. And um, the creative process of that, of most of the songs in the album, was, were, they really vary because we didn't just sit down yeah. in the studio to start making seven songs. Yeah, we'll get to the individual songs I like, but you can just walk us through uh, the entire, yeah. Uh, okay, so... Most of the songs were made um, in between sessions because mm-hmm. he's a very fast um, thinker and he's very creative as well. So sometimes when we make the music, he develops the concept that, okay, this is what do you think we can come up with? Let's come up with a song that has a conversation in between. And just, you know, once we're in that zone, we don't even know what's happening outside. We mm-hmm. just want to create something awesome. And from a sound perspective, what mm-hmm. were you trying to achieve or him? Well, we just wanted to tell a story. We just wanted to, we just wanted people to connect to a, a vibe and um, an understanding of the brand case is creating at that point. And we wanted to walk people through songs that put you in that mood to listen and um, doing stuff that is out of the norms and anything that just keeps you listening, mm-hmm. you know, from the melody to his storyline. So he has the storyline, I've got the melody. Yeah. And 
we're just putting our mats together. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> I don't think there's any much to explain. No, 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 yeah. Just, you know, you know, like I said, he's a new artist. You're yes. like an up-and-coming producer. You would, some artists want to, or producers want to follow the trend. Yes, Some yes. people want to deviate from that trend and create their own sound. Mm-hmm, so I just mm-hmm. wanted to know what so you're trying to do. We were just creating our own trend yeah. at that point, mm-hmm. yeah. That's great. Now let's talk about some of the songs of you know, okay. Kister, 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 I always call him Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to rename him very soon, but Kiss Daniel's new era album. So some of my favorites are Woju. Yeah. Talk to us about how Woju was put together. Oh, uh, would you you know, like I earlier talked about Emperor Jeezy, mm. he gave me the call and he gave me that call for that session to happen over the weekend. And before he set eyes on me, <laughs> I was paid for the song in full and wow. we've not even met. And I'm like, what kind of faith is that? Yeah. You know, and I was moved because <laughs> regardless I I just wanted to to make good music, and when he came around with Kiss Daniel, I did Kiss didn't even look like he was um, hungry or anything. Mm. He was just fine, you know. And he had his ideas. And the moment we got in the studio to put our record together, he said that song was written for over three years, and he just wanted to remake it. And I said, no problem. So immediately he sang it for me. <laughs> the inspiration for how the beat mm-hmm. go just came and. Voila, we just had it. He had the song recorded in yeah. 30 minutes and wow. my editing and everything. So, yeah, that's basically how that song okay. was made. No, that's cool. That's really cool. I always just like to hear all these stories. And what good. about Good Time? Uh, Good Time Good Time was made in a studio. Um, The drum pattern of how that song would go, we both created it like from the scratch. We just got in the studio to start doing something weird and all of a sudden we had the drum pattern and you know, Kiss Daniel is also a low-key producer because he has his own ideas that he wants to achieve. So I have the engineering techniques and the skill. So I kind of understand his idea and then bring it to life. So and kind of improve it because we kind of like, we have that chemistry. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes it, I won't say it makes it easy, but we have a direction. We have where we are headed and we know if we're going to make a hit or not. And I think that's what happened on Good Time, and that's why the song is what it is. Okay, it's yeah. one of my favorite songs for me. And let's go on to Duro by Techno. Mm, Duro, Duro, yeah. just a regular studio session. <laughs> uh, let's do this, let's vibe, let's do this. And that's it. Yeah, no long he, he He had the, the hook, and he had the song recorded, but that's he records himself. He's a producer, Techno is a producer as well. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he had that song recorded in <laughs> say less than not to exaggerate but he recorded that song in 15 minutes oh. like he didn't waste too much time and I just had to complete the mm-hmm. rest of the beat and everything though yeah that's cool your most recent collaboration or production is Shay Shay's Yolo yeah. Yolo yes. which was last year yes can you talk that's, I love that song so talk to us about how Yolo Yolo was put together Yolo Yolo is one of the most magical songs was put together mm-hmm. and um, that vibe is divine like for real because I'm not the most perfect keyboard player Clem is a songwriter who put that song together he he wrote the song on his own while I was just making the beat, the beat on yeah. my own and we didn't even know we, it's not like we came together to say oh let's do this yeah. no. She already engaged us to put something together we don't even know what to do we just need to make sure that when she comes back to hear something she's happy and 
I was just creating something and why Clem was just creating something. And then when we came together, we're like, wait, how come what you're writing and what I'm building matches? So, yeah. How do you know it matched though? Like, that's, you just knew. That's what I said is magical because <laughs> he was putting that song together for a different instrumental. Mm. And I was just making a beat for something that works for a brand of Shay Shay. Mm-hmm. So we didn't even look at it from a perspective of, oh, she would develop a, a deep storyline song for her or she would develop a club, you know? Yeah. No. So when we came together, he sang what he has, and I was playing the beat, and it was just vibing to it, and it was just sitting. So I have to be the one who's making the small, small adjustment yeah. to sit into what he's written because yeah. what he's written is really dope. So yeah. I'm like, oh man, no, if she hears this, she's yeah. she's gonna pick it up. What made you want to have Shay on the sonic direction of having Latin? You know, it has a very salsa, but what was the inspiration behind that as well? Um, I'm always the kind of producer that likes to make different sounds by different sounds i mean do something that i've not even heard before Mm -hmm. that's why i spend most of the time not even listening to me i don't listen to music i don't decide to listen to music i oh no i shouldn't say that (laughs) i say that you don't go searching for music it's just you just you hear it you hear it whatever whatever i hear yeah whatever comes to me is what i listen to i don't go searching yeah unless i really want to go search for it so i grind to stay off the music Mm. so that my ears are fresh Mm. so whatever took me to that direction is divine because (laughs) i just made myself open i just made myself kind of like a pencil to write something really great so Yeah. Please, after the interview and you show me the access to this divine. <laughs> no, so. for real. Everything are God, man. No, like, yeah. it's always God yeah. because um, it's just a source of the strength for mm-hmm. real because most of the melodies I've been able to develop, when they come out really great, I know that I did not think about this before bringing it out. There's just this in depth strength that keeps you locked in on the project yeah sometimes you're making music and you're like no this is not heading anywhere this is not heading anywhere this is why don't you just stop why don't you just start something else mm. and i'm like no this that sense of belief is i think is not human mm. so that's why i wouldn't base that strength off yes, my own yeah. personal efforts yeah and that's cool now you touched on the fact that you are a sound engineer yes how do you approach your mixing well my mixing begins from when the artist is singing because I need them to be on top of the music. I don't have to overshadow them because they are the ones that will carry, they are the face of the music. They are the ones that will carry this music for the rest of their lives and they have to sit above the mix. So whenever I work, I try to make sure that the artist consume the biggest space in the song. I don't, if there's anything I have to do, I need to make sure that my input is a bang. I don't have to play around with my because if i have just say three slots to play the best of things i won't joke with it i will know that okay i have to play the best of one spot i have to play the best of the second spot and the third so i don't have to start considering putting a fourth i don't know if you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like having three chances to do something really great in the music so that when the artist comes in the music they are in fact they're sitting on the entire song so when you're hearing them they are grasping your attention 100 percent. yeah i spoke to fiocchi a couple of days ago and i think that what you're saying is what he also said about the importance of spacing yeah finding the right spaces for the vocals for the instruments you know and just like being timely about everything so that's totally that's totally what you're saying now i read somewhere that you said that there is a big difference between music and the music business yes there is now 
What would you say that difference is? The difference between the music and the music business is um, balance, you know, because you can't be one-sided. The struggle is all about balance. If you don't balance it, you're going to have a lot of issues. And it's either you have an issue with consistency or you have an issue with quality. So you can't compromise quality for consistency. When I was growing in my understanding of the music business, I found out that people would always go for quality regardless. Regardless of how consistent you've been, you can't be consistent and be putting out nonsense. But if you put out quality, people would wait for you to keep putting out quality. But if you put out consistency, people are going to get worried about why you're not, what happened, did you get tired? But someone who puts out quality, they will definitely wait for you. Okay. So stand for quality. Yeah. It's just always great to hear people have a different perspective based on something that they said when they were first starting out. Yeah. And when they've grown, you want to see like, do you still agree with what you said or have things changed? I still agree. Oh no, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, so that's, that's what the, 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 the idea is there's just that thing line that what to keep it going is balanced because you need to make sure that in the end, what people want to hear is quality and they want to, they don't want to hear a different you. If there's an identity of who you are that people know, you don't have to change it because of some opinions and stuff. So. Mm. Now, which music producers do you look up to? Well, for real, to be realistic, I look forward to a better me. That's because there's an identity already. So the best way I can do it is to first be a fan of whatever I'm doing because in the end, people don't want to hear what I did yesterday. People want to hear what I've not done before. So if I don't create a relationship with that identity and I'm looking up to someone else, I may as well be doing what the other person is doing and that won't be nice. So I'm supposed to focus more on give me a better Kublan. I don't want you to give me a better Timberland. I don't want you to give me a better Don Jazzy. I don't want you to prove to me that you can do it better than them. I want you to prove to me that you can do it better than you. So if we keep doing better than ourselves, I think that's when I can prove to someone like maybe a Timberland that, oh, what he heard 2008 is different from what he's hearing in 2018. Yeah. Now let's move on to the fun random questions. First question is, you can only pick two people to have dinner with. Okay. The options are Nelson Mandela. Okay. MK or Abiola. Okay. Fumi Lai or Ransom Kuti. Okay. Or Michelle Obama. Uh, I'm going to pick dinner with Nelson Mandela and Michelle Obama. Hmm. Why? Well... Uh, because I believe that from all I've learned or seen, you know, I've been able to identify their love for music in a particular way. They may not really be musicians, but others, I have not really seen any their musical side per se, mm-hmm. you know, because I know that there's this TV show I watched some time ago and it was about Nelson Mandela and then I was a little kid. And there's this music they were playing that he was involved in. I was like, wow, why are you even in that space? Why are you to be in that space? That yeah. means you connect to the vibe there. You know, same for Michelle Obama. So yeah. that's why it's just... Yeah. Because I know that when I'm going to be talking anything music related, I'm not going to be weird. Yeah. Honestly, I thought I thought you'd have chosen Nelson and Fumi Laya Ransom Kuti because, you know, she's... Just because of the fact that she's Bella's mom, yeah, I think that you want to, like, mm, talk to well, her. Well, why I mentioned Michelle is because... If I'm going to hear anything, she's going to say that's music related. I'm yeah. sure she's going to inspire me in a yeah. way that 
not to underestimate how Fumila uh, yeah. will yeah. do, but I might just learn something. Yeah. Your choice is not wrong. I'm just saying, like, you know, like when you assume that someone's going to pick something else. Of course. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Okay. Now, second question is if you were offered free cosmetic surgery mm-hmm. by the best plastic surgeons in the world mm. would you take it <laughs> i'll tell them let me see the ones they've done for themselves <laughs> okay and if it's good uh, no i mean on themselves no, i know if it's good <laughs> oh, they will know they will not tell you <laughs> okay let me just move up third question is if you have the power to decide the gender of your kids would mm. you use it no i don't think so okay fourth question is if you were to get a tattoo mm. what would it be I wouldn't even get it out too. Okay, so my, my yeah. Okay, then the additional question don't really work. Okay. Final question yeah. is your favorite Nigerian snack. Favorite Nigerian snack. <laughs> Clem, can you help him out? Agidian <laughs> Okpa. Wait, what's that? Because I'm just laughing. What's that? What's, what's Agidian Okpa? Ufu Okpa, Ufu Agidi. Wait, what's that? Is that like, what's that? He said what? Um, uh, <laughs> Is a snack. <laughs> Wait, what is it in English? I don't know. Don't mind me. Is is you know what okpa is? No, what's that? It's like a bean cake. But oh, is it like akara? No, not really akara akara, but it's a native mm. bean cake. So okay, so that's your favorite snack. No, I just no, no. Oh, okay, no. What is <laughs> see akara? I love akara. It's yeah. a, it's you know it's it, well, not akara is like more like a meal, but I love akara. Mm, okay. I, trust me, I don't have a favorite. You don't have a favorite snack. snack. But why I mentioned those was because of. The health benefits, mm. and I just go for anything that that makes my blood run smoothly, mm. not too much cholesterol and all. Yeah, health is wealth, especially with all the work that of you course, do. You know, you know, we're yeah. doing a lot of sitting down to exactly. that, to that lives in per se. So, yeah. do you work out? Do you yeah, run? we do work out. Okay. So we just need to make sure that everything is on, on balance mm-hmm. <laughs> with the divine. I swear, <laughs> <laughs> for real. Right. Then, um, sorry not to mention. We put out the material last year, myself and Clem. Mm-hmm. You know, I told you the song right Yeah, and, Clem's uh, going to join us. Actually, why am I, why am I even wrapping up? <laughs> Clem's going to join us very soon. No problem. Okay. And um, just to chip that in, mm-hmm. because um, we put out a material to let people know that songwriting in Nigeria is not a problem at all if... If not, if someone who is a songwriter writes for you, so because most most people feel like it's a taboo and I don't so, get that. So I don't even. I still don't understand. Yeah, but. not everybody has the ability to write songs. Yeah, yeah. So, like they want to do everything yeah. themselves, and I'm like, who even gave you that power? <laughs> so funny enough, he's an amazing songwriter that has written many hits mm-hmm. for the ones that yeah. have been able to shift their mindset mm-hmm. off that kind of thing and they're successful today because of yeah. they've been able to act. like I'm sh- I'm very sure that they've listened to people tell them how can you someone write your song you know and still they broke that doubt you know, that's, that's some strength so I have to give credit to them as well and they're pretty much making it today so we released the material based off uh, what's it called a song he wrote you know to just let people know that okay though he's behind the scenes for a while but now he, he just take a listen at what he can do himself mm. you know so we put out the song is Shokoto Yokoto mm, that's cool thank you for your time DJ Kuwon you're welcome be sure to join me in two weeks to listen to my conversation with singer-songwriter Clem till then check out DJ Kublon's most recent production on Yemi Alade's Oh My Gosh and his single Unwoke featuring singer Chirima 
The SNC podcast is produced by Fola Shade Anozier and Tommy Wafaomi. To ensure that you do not miss out on subsequent episodes, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Mixcloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. So that's T H E S N C P O D C A S T. We are also active on Twitter and Instagram at the same name. Alternatively, I am on Twitter at Shade Nonconform. Till next week, cheers. <laughs>